the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. And I'm off. This is Dr. Miller, Radio M. How you doing? Hey, Kev. Yeah, Doc. You got an officer there. I got it coming back at And it's not my. How about that? That help? Actually, you're starting to cut in on me now, Doc. Jiggle your wire there or something. Is it me? I think so, yeah. Well, no, the echo's gone now. Okay, then so is the cutting in and out. So we're good. We're ready. Let's start the show all over again, shall we? Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on. Let me. There we go. There now, Doc, you're on. Good morning. Good morning. This is Doc Billy, your radio MD. That's, pro- that's professional radio, ladies and gentlemen. Professional radio. Real pro- highfalutin, high flying, professional radio. So uh, we are doing a show here, Ken, and we're going to talk about this and that and a little bit of politics, religion, uh, science. Now, I'm going to skip religion today. I've lost my religion today. I'm oh, I'm-, I'm sorry to hear that, but it's also one of my favorite REM songs, Losing My Religion. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right, it's getting hot out here in Florida. I don't know about up north, but so we got to know the difference between a heat stroke and heat exhaustion. One can quickly kill you. You know that. Well, then I'd like to know which one that is, please. That's heat stroke. That's okay. when when your little when your brain loses the ability to uh, react normally to heat and to dissipate heat, and so you actually turn the temperature up in your body, stop sweating, and uh, you can have a stroke. You know, your brain can get fried. You can have little little micro bleeds inside your brain and 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 die. Uh, whereas Heat exhaustion is when you're outside and you're sweating and you get overheated and and you're short of breath and you get a little dizzy and tired and um, you know you you have to lay down. But they're both treated similar. One is uh, fatal potentially the heat stroke. So the way we treat that is with uh, with cooling you down. And of course, with heat stroke, since you lose the ability to regulate your your autonomic functions of your body, like your blood pressure and your heart rate, as well as your temperature, uh, we have to use medications to to uh, slow your heart down, get your blood pressure down, keep you from from frying your brain. So they're they're two different things. So the warning signs of heat exhaustion are that you're perspiring heavily and you're you're feeling kind of lightheaded and weak and that's the time to go inside and sit down and have some Gatorade or some broth or bouillon or chicken soup and you can ice ice it up have even some water would help uh, but uh, of course when you sweat can you lose not only water but you lose salt so when you try to replenish that with just water you're diluting down your sodium levels in your bloodstream, which can cause muscle twitches. And uh, you may have that with a heat exhaustion as well. You may have muscle twitches. And in, in that case, you might make it worse. So the best thing is to make sure you get a little salt along with that water. 
So have a pack of potato chips handy. Potato chips, uh, uh, pretzels, uh, pretzels and a cold beer. No, I mean pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> pretzels and water. Or iced tea or milk or juice or coffee. You know, almost everything you drink is about 95% water. So We're 95% water, aren't we? I mean, we were... Well, I'm feeling a little damp this morning, I'll tell you <laughs> does, that. Uh, does heat exhaustion always precede heat stroke? No, it no. does not. So the heat stroke can sneak up on you, and you can lose your thermal regulatory mechanisms. Uh, with heat exhaustion, you still have those intact, because you're still sweating and you and you know you're you're feeling the effects of it with the heat stroke you know you just you you lose your ability to sweat you lose your ability to regulate your blood pressure your your body temperature your heart rate your what we call autonomic functions there's two sides to the nervous system uh, and the autonomic is one side that's the side we don't have any control over although people try to get control over it they think if they meditate and do different things they can uh, Affect it, and I guess to a certain degree, you can slow your heart rate down and lower your blood pressure a little bit by meditating and calming down. So <clears throat> you can also do that with a couple of cold beers. And some... <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, the uh, tactic I always use, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that you know, I've morphed into that. I mean, I used to meditate, and uh, really, then I just didn't find it as stimulating as, <laughs> as beer and football. So. <laughs> I just pet so, the dog. I understand that petting a dog can actually lower your blood pressure. It it does, and they say that uh, people who own dogs live longer as well. No kidding. No. I've I always had a dog. I've always had a dog. Love dogs. And you're what, 88, 90 years old now? One, old 152. It's amazing, Doc. I just keep going. <laughs> That's a good thing. <clears throat> so let's watch out for that heat stroke. Make sure you stay well hydrated. Grab some Gatorade or whatever you like that's got a little salt and water in it. And uh, haul that around with you uh, when you're out in this heat working or doing yard work or hiking or whatever you're doing. So just be careful because we don't want to lose any listeners. It's getting tougher and tougher. The market's tight now, you know. There's a lot of people out there that are competing for your ears, and I want them. <laughs> not the not just the ears, all of you. So don't start sending Doc your ears or something like that. I'm listen. I'm on YouTube and and Facebook and my own channel on Wix, DrBillRadioMD.com. You can grab us live. Uh, you can go to the radio station, TheAnswer.com, and click Listen Live nine to ten a.m. every Sunday morning Eastern Standard Time. Or you can go to my website, Dr. Bill Radio MD, and you can watch me live or click listen live if I somehow haven't hit the right buttons and I'm not broadcasting my, my beautiful mug. <clears throat> so now some researchers out in California have decided that – did you know California has the most extensive uh, canal system for moving water around for the population and agriculture? Of anywhere in the world. Did you know that, Ken? No, I had no idea. I know they had the uh, big aqueduct there, but I didn't know they had it, the biggest one in the world, you know? They have the biggest system. And so these guys are saying, and a lot of it is already concreted in, you know, they they have done a pretty good job of it. And they're, they buy water from uh, neighboring states because I don't guess they don't have enough of their own out there or they don't want to use up theirs, saving it for. I don't know what, for the next millennia. At any rate, <clears throat> so they have come up with these solar panels that lay on top of the canals. It's pretty cool. That's not a bad idea. 
And so it does two things. One, it collects um, solar energy and turns it into electricity. And number two, it covers up the water so it doesn't evaporate and keeps it cooler. And uh, and so they save because think about it. There's a a lot of evaporation, especially in Southern California. Once you get south of Big Sur, you're in a desert basically. Southern California is pretty much desert. So I think that's a pretty cool idea. And uh, the depiction of it is uh, in the farmlands. Uh, the and California is one of the biggest farming farm producing states in the union. We're a big one too. Florida's a big one. Did you know that? I did not know that. No, sir. Yes, sir. We used to be the number one beef producer in the nation. No kidding. No kidding. But I think we have taken a backseat to some other folks on that now. And I would, of course, I would think Iowa or something like that or Montana, where, you know, big, big sky think, country, you know. But, you know, it's, it's like uh, anything else. If you take it to a warm environment where there's a lot of food and there's no, no big uh, uh, physical pressure from winter, you're going to grow more and bigger. You can have two or three crops instead of one. You know what I mean? All makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of the biggest bass in the country are in southern Florida and southern California. So go figure. Yeah. It's the growing season's longer. That so, all makes perfect sense, Doc. You've, you've done well, it again. You've, you've schooled me again, Doc. Well, I might have just made that up, but it sounds real good. <laughs> so I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Okay. So at any rate, I uh, I wanted to let you know that California is actually working on some projects that might improve their energy profile. And as I've told you before, they're only using about 10 to 15 percent of their uh, solar and wind power to produce electricity. They're still largely on fossil fuel like the rest of us. Uh, but you know, as I've been saying all along, Ken, is let's not only use these quote quote renewable fossil uh, non fossil fuels, but let's also use hydroelectric. That's important. So that that is my little spiel on the environment this morning. A good idea out of California. How did that happen? I'm sorry. A good idea out of California. How did that happen? How did they do that? Well, they got almost 40 million. Or I guess they got 40 million people out there now. A couple of them have to know something. <laughs> <laughs> They've got what twelve uh, percent of the nation's population. What's what's three hundred thirty million into forty million? It's yeah, it's what twelve percent. I would guess. I think they're leaving fast. Aren't people abandoning California these days? Well, because of people, taxes, mostly. I think people that pay taxes and own property. Yeah, but you know they're filling it back up even faster with uh, immigrants, both legal and illegal. So mm, yeah, they're they're not going to shrink. They're not going anywhere. It's tough being California. It's hard to live there. It's yeah. expensive, man. I know. Especially if you want to be on the coast. It's expensive. But, boy, it is drop-dead beautiful. Have you driven up uh, the... Um, uh, yeah, up right, the big coast, the big Sur coast and all that stuff. Yeah, it's just gorgeous. It is, yes. I went up to uh, San Francisco from L.A., so that was yeah. quite a drive. That a couple, three times. That's really a beautiful you, trip. Did you uh, stop at the Hearst Castle? We did, and we stayed at Big Sur right out on the point and uh, had a bonfire, and it was really, it was fun. It was nice. About like California. Dolphins and, and seals and sea lions. I, I, one of them asked me to brush his tusk for him. <laughs> you were a little too close to the sea lion there, Doc. 
Yeah, yeah, that must have been a walrus. I can't remember. Don't, they're the ones with the big tusk, aren't they? The wall. I think they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sea so lions they, are much smaller than shark bait usually. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the walruses aren't really threatened too much by the sharks. Paul McCartney was the walrus. Well, he? No, that's a whole yeah, different I thing. The walrus, cuckoo, all that. <laughs> so. Here's the next thing that, that I find interesting. You know, there's a lot of talk on, on uh, Newsmax and Fox News and a lot of the more conservative channels about uh, the uh, China-U.S. conflict, the, the trade wars and the influence wars, the power wars. And so the United States has been teaming up with Australia and Japan and trying to pull India into this uh, this, I'm not going to say it's a cabal, this union to try to contain China, both financially and militarily. And the Indians, of course, are, they're, they're a big country and they, they have to think a lot before they do anything. They're the second largest population on earth. There are over a billion people now. So, and China is what, 1.4, 1.5 billion. And we're 330, 340 million people. We're the third largest population, by the way. Really? I thought we'd be fourth behind Russia. I thought Russia would be in there somewhere. The Soviet Union was bigger, but Russia's not. It's, oh, it's true, yeah. Okay. It's much smaller. Yeah, I was thinking the Soviet Union. It's a... and, and so, the, of course, the Chinese and the so- and the Russians are, are teaming up. And now, I guess, where else China's going? It's just signed a pact with Iran, Iran, Iran. Persia, whatever you want to call it, for economic and uh, political and uh, military uh, cooperation. And so they're, they've signed some trade deals. And, uh, you know, the Chinese are building their, their enterprise highways. They built, they're building one, I, I think it's almost complete, through Pakistan down to the, uh, down to the water. And uh, they're going to work on getting one through Afghanistan and, and into Iran. And uh, the Turks are relying now on the Chinese because they're struggling financially. The Europeans have, have given them the cold shoulder because of their their human rights violations. And, you know, the, the Europeans are real big on that right now. And uh, so they're saying to the Turks, if you guys don't get your act together, then you're not going to get in the European Union. So the Turks turn to the Russians and now to the Chinese. And they've borrowed... Uh, a lot of money from the Chinese, at least for Turkey, they borrowed billions and billions of dollars from the Chinese central bank. Of course, they're not alone. (laughs) A lot of that going around, Doc. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. We have borrowed a ton of money from them as well, because when we sell our treasury notes to be able to print more money, we have to sell it to somebody. And I guess the... uh, you know, the, the, the old uh, adage of you're walking down the road kind of hanging on to each other's genitalia. So you have to walk very carefully and, and not get too, too uh, not, not straight too far from the, from the game plan, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, th- this is important. I, you know, we have to think about this. So the Iranians are actually exporting oil to China. But they're doing it under uh, different flags than Iran or China. They're doing it under Malaysia or whatever Indonesian freighters, and so it's it's uh, you know it's it's a problem. And Biden's administration is floundering. They don't know what to do in the Middle East. Uh, he has traditionally shunned uh, 
the Israelis because he felt that they were taking advantage of the poor Palestinians. And now that Trump has united uh, several of the Arab countries in a loose uh, network of trade with the Israelis, thank God for that. And there's also, you can bet on it, there's also military uh, cooperation, especially between Saudi Arabia and Israel and uh, Jordan. And I think that that's a, a great thing because it's a me message to Iran that we're not going to put up with any nonsense. You know, it's not only Israel that, that is threatened by Iran, it's also Saudi Arabia. It's all the Arab countries because the Persians have always wanted to control them. So, Sure, Iraq and Iran have had how many wars? Oh, innumerable. Yeah. You know, it goes back to antiquity. I mean, come on, who did, who did Alexander the Great defeat? He defeated the Iranians. They were called Persians back then, Darius and Xerxes and all the, you know, that gang. And so we have been at it with the Persians off and on for millennia, millennia. I mean, we're, we're talking 2,500 years ago, the, uh, the Greeks and the Macedonians and the, the Eastern Europeans were fighting with, uh, with the Persians and the Persians were trying to conquer. They tried to conquer Greece a couple of times. You remember the 300, the movie? 300, the movie. I, I don't believe I saw that one. It's about the uh, the Spartan 300 that uh, mobilized a army, an army of, of Greek city-states, and they held off uh, Xerxes' 250,000 men at a little narrow pass, uh, Thermistenes, or Thermopolis. I can't remember. Thermistenes was, I think, the head of Athens, and... Thermopolis was the area that uh, they held them off. They they pulled them into a pass where there was cliffs on one side and water on the other, and 300 with a few thousand other Greek uh, soldiers, uh, hoplites they called them. They held off 250,000 Persians. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And they finally finally the the other city state soldiers bugged out. But the 300 stayed, and they fought to the death. And that's a true story. And so that, along with the sea battle that, in, that ensued after the land battle, uh, where the smaller but more agile and better trained Greek Navy went out and uh, defeated a, a larger uh, fleet of, of Persian ships, that pretty much ended. That was the last time the Persians tried to cross the, the Bosphorus and take over uh, Greece. You know how they did it? You know how they crossed the Bosphorus? How did they do that? They built a pontoon bridge across. No and kidding. They moved, <laughs> moved 250,000 men and all of the support. They moved horses. They moved uh, camels. They moved, you know, wagons. And uh, right across, they just built it right across the Bosphorus. Wow. It's, and it's still a technique used for the military today when you uh, have to cross yeah. a body of water. Nothing new under the sun, bud. Yeah. Nothing new. Nothing new. So at any rate, we have to stop and think about what we're doing in the Middle East. And if we think that we're going to get any benefit out of uh, going back on this deal that uh, that we just, I mean, going back into this deal with Iran that, that Trump pulled us out of, we you know, we better think twice. I mean, I don't know. Do they really, does Biden and Kamala, do they have any idea what they're doing? Or are they just 
they just on autopilot. They, you know, whatever they're told to do, I think, is what they do. Well, I think that's probably true for Biden. And uh, d- did you see him reading from his cue cards? At his yeah, press? yeah, yeah. He had a list of, of names and faces of reporters to call on. Did you see that? I did, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean. <laughs> I, they weren't even trying to conceal it. I mean, it was just obvious. It, this is the leader of the free world. I know. Yeah, it's kind of scary. I, I, this is scary. And did you see him trip up the steps? I mean, what are they letting that that old man climb 30 steps up to the up to the Air Force One, put him in the damn elevator, take him up, and bring him out at the top platform. I mean, he's our president. Let's let's not have him stumbling around. He wants the know. he wants the wave from the top of the steps. I guess. Look, I made it. So. Well, he could have done that by going up the elevator and coming out, the, coming back out. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants the photo op at the top of the steps. So. Well, yeah, we'll give him that. I yeah. mean, you know, don't let the press in until he's in the plane and he's out back on the top of the steps. <laughs> And look, whether you love him or hate him, he's our president, and he represents us, and we need to have somebody who appears strong to the world, not a guy who has Parkinson's disease and uh, some dementia and stumbling up the stairs and Secret Service are telling us that he's getting sundowners, he's lost in the evenings in the White House, they have to lead him around. This is not good. Mm, This is not good. And now we're putting Kamala in charge of fixing the border problem. Isn't she the one who said open up the borders? <laughs> well, uh, that's her fix, I guess. We'll we'll see oh. how that all works out. That's why we have elections, Doc. That's why we have elections. Well, yeah, but they they have to have some uh, they have to be somewhat equitable and fair. Um, you, if you have an election where the rules are changed in the middle of the stream, then then that's not really an election, especially when it obviously favors one side. So, well, we got the state. The state legislatures are cleaning that up. We hope it sounds like they are. At least in the Republican states, they they seem to be. So. Republican states are doing it, but the federal government, the House, is trying to pass a bill to undo all of that. Yeah, but I got to really get rid of that filibuster, and you know, I just don't think that's going to happen. I hope you're right because it may go to a talking filibuster, which may be. Not too bad. I'd be like watching, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington every day. <laughs> if we can get Jimmy Stewart in there again, that'd be fun. You know what? If you really want to take a nap in mid-afternoon, just turn on C-SPAN. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I've done it many times. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know what C-SPAN is, it is a free cable channel, and all it does is give live feed from the House, the Senate, and the White House of whoever's speaking. And I was in the Senate chambers. Uh, we were in the gallery years ago, back when, uh, what was his name? Mel Martinez was, was our senator from Florida. And we went up and took a tour. And so we're sitting there. And so there's, uh, there's Ted Kennedy. And uh, there's the president of the Senate, who at that time I think was uh, the senator from Alaska. And then the old senator from North Carolina. What was his name, the skinny little guy? I'm not sure what year you're talking about here. That would have been, gosh, back in yeah. the oh, oh four, oh three, oh five, yeah. somewhere in there. Anyway, not coming to me. No, it was a while back, but uh, so they were the only two senators on the floor, and then the president of the Senate, and 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 Ted stands up and says, uh, 
Mr. President, I'd like the floor. And he, he said, no, <laughs> and walked right up to the microphone anyway and looked up at the camera yeah. and started delivering a speech. There's nobody there. Right. But you know, they're C-SPAN. Yep. They're there. And they all do that. They all do that. They all do that. Every one of them. If you see a congressman on TV talking in the chamber, chances are he was the only one in there along with the Senate president. It's all yeah. just, a, it's just, you know, it's Who just to sit and listen. Exactly. It's all just a photo op. Yeah, it's just a photo op. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a plea to the public to see it my way, which well, is fine. Yeah, it's I mean, a plea you have, to your local, local constituents. Yeah. He's just talking yeah, locally. You, yeah. Yeah. You've got to, and if you have aspirations to move up higher to go from the house to the Senate, or if you want to be in the white house or uh, be some national figure, you have to act like you're concerned about the whole country and you want everybody to know who you are and what your policies and your stances are. And you got to look like you're doing something like John McCain, you know, the McCain fine gold act. You remember that? Mm, I remember that. Yes. That was folks. That was the, the, the mea culpa that, McCain did after he got caught in the middle of the Keating Five scandal back in the 1980s. That was a savings and loan scandal, you know, similar to the meltdown in 2009, where uh, there were uh, illegal loans being made or, or not kosher loans anyway. And so McCain did his mea culpa, and his big mea culpa was to get together with Feingold, who was a republic, a Democrat, and they formed this bill to. They, they proposed this bill to reform uh, campaign election laws and cut down on, on campaign contributions from private people and putting limits on it and all that. And it actually passed, and it stood for a few years until somebody took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court threw it out. So that was, uh, that was McCain's claim to fame is that he was the co-sponsor of that bill, which was unconstitutional anyway. So Yeah, but that happened down the line. It saved his job. I mean, he got elected again, and that's that was the that's point the of it. That's the most important thing, yeah. To but him, matter, right. Yeah. We, don't, we don't matter, but getting re-elected, that's Get, the most Exactly. They just want to be re-elected. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are, are there any good people up there? Oh, I'm um, sure they start. They all start good. I'm sure they all start with the best of intentions. Well, I'd like to think that some of them have our welfare at heart, our concern, uh, but I may be wrong. I mean, maybe they are all all just narcissistic, self-serving people, but why on earth would you put yourself through that? I mean, you can't make a whole lot of money in the House. You'd have to be in the Senate to really – the people in the Senate, they go in poor and they can come out you know, multimillionaires these days – but the house is different. Why would you want to do that? A nice, you get a nice pension at the end of it. I think you have to be elected pension. for two consecutive you terms. Plan. Uh, you, if you're lucky, you might get invited to a luncheon at the White House. Yeah. And, of course, you can always have your family up and show them all over Washington, D.C., and you don't have to pay uh, entry fees. <laughs> and I think you're, if, you get, if you have health care, it's pretty much free if you're treated in the Washington, D.C. area. Yeah, and you can go to Walter Reed too. Right, exactly. Is, yeah, you know, in Bethesda, which are top-notch hospitals, uh, you can get some of the best health care in the world there. So, and when you're finished, you go sit on a board somewhere for some multi-million-dollar, billion-dollar company, and you get a hundred grand for doing nothing. Well, if you were a senator, I'd say your your chances of that are pretty good. But if you're coming out of the house, 
unless you've been there for decades. Well, that's what I mean. When you're done, when you've been there for 20 years, then. Yeah. Then you have some knowledge and some expertise. So if you've been on the same committee, the Ways and Means and or the Intel Committee, then you might be able to, to uh, either be a, 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 an advocate for the company or sit on the board or do something with them. But you know who else comes out and does a lot of that are the high, high brass, the high military people. Oh, sure. Yeah, they they become they get, lobbyists, too. Yeah, the lot, they come out and they do lobbying, and they get hired by these uh, by these defense companies. And, oh, by the way, I had a patient in the other day, and he is uh, an airplane electronics mechanic. So he fixes the electronics, and he's worked on the F-35 and the F-22 and all of these planes. And he was talking about Boeing, and he said, you know, he wouldn't fly a Boeing plane right now. I said, why not? He said, Boeing is so big that they basically own the FAA, so they get away with a lot of stuff. That's a little scary to hear. Well, that's what happened with that, uh, that uh, what the, which plane they're having trouble with, 777, is that it? The one that went yeah. down in Malaysia? That's what happened. The FAA, the FAA gave them approval to approve their own systems. And, and they said uh, that uh, there was an easy fix to it, but it wasn't in the manual. So you know where they put it in the manual? Where? On the, on the last page. <laughs> <laughs> they just appended it to the last page. And apparently it was in the manual when those guys went down. Was it Ethiopia? I think yeah. they went. And the black box showed that they were thumbing through the the uh, manual trying to figure out what to do. and But they, they crashed before. They, they got, got to the last page, obviously, yeah. <laughs> And you know what it was? All they had to do was turn off the autopilot. Yeah, I heard that later on. Yeah, isn't that sad? Yeah. Yeah, all they had to do is actually fly the plane. Just just turn it off. And But I guess if you turn off the autopilot, you can't watch uh, uh, sports networks. Or talk to the stewardesses. I'm sorry, the flight attendants. Yeah, or, yeah. or eat or, or sleep. Eat, yeah. Hey, speaking of eating, Doc, how's your coffee? Oh, it's getting cold, but I better go grab a fresh cup. Let's take a quick break, then. I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Britain is taking another small step out of lockdown as it looks nervously at a new virus surge inundating its European neighbors. With U.K. coronavirus vaccination rates outstripping those of European Union nations, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is taking a stark stay-at-home message that has kept the virus in check for almost three months. From Monday, it will be replaced in England with a message to stay local. For a second time in the pandemic, Pope Francis leading Holy Week ceremonies without the usual crowds of pilgrims and tourists. In fact, Christians all around the globe are in another modified Easter situation, but in many cases, not as bad as last year, and there's light at the end of the tunnel. New York lawmakers have finalized an agreement to legalize recreational marijuana sales to adults over the age of 21. Governor Cuomo has said the legislation is a priority of his. This is SRN News. 
Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The jewelry store with the most likes, the most positive reviews, the most raving fans is International Diamond Center. IUC is definitely a place that I will come to as long as I live here, this will be my go-to place always. Literally the best jewelry store in town. You'll make friends for life coming in here. I felt like family from the beginning, and it made a rather daunting task very, very easy. They really take the time to find out what you want or what you desire in a ring. You have to come here. There's no other option. The customer service, the time spent to do what I wanted and what her vision was, there's no other place to go. You know you can go there, and you know that you can trust. The value was extraordinary. They genuinely care about their customers. It's not just about the sale. It's about the people. International Diamond Center, the people's choice for selection, quality, value, and service. I've got a beautiful diamond on my finger, and I'm very proud of it. International Diamond Center. I'm very happy to show it off. (laughs) Tampa Clearwater and Lakeland, official jeweler of the Florida Gators. The future is scary. Machines are taking more and more jobs. Self-checkout. Cars are driving themselves. What happened to people? Luckily, there are machines that depend on good old-fashioned human hands. At National Aviation Academy, you can learn to work on and maintain aircraft in as little as 14 months. Call 800-659-2080 or visit wingmenwanted.com. The future is scary, but machines won't be prying this career away from you. Visit wingmenwanted.com. For more information about our statistics, visit naa.edu slash success. AM 860, The Answer. Online at com. Radio.com. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Humid today with times of clouds and sun and a high of 83. Tonight, mainly clear early, then areas of low clouds forming with a low 71. Variable cloudiness for Monday with a high of 83. Plan with confidence this spring. 
Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. And we're back. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD with Ken. And we're doing a show this morning. We're live on 860 AM and what 970 FM here in the Tampa Bay area. Also streaming live on Facebook and YouTube and on my uh, on my website, drbillradiomd.com. Uh, and we're also having fun and talking about all kinds of things this morning. It's been pretty uh it's been pretty much an oleo this morning, Ken, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's right. So, you, you know, I, I saw some very disturbing news. Uh, the center of, the, of most of the solar systems that we've been able to observe, not solar systems, but galaxies that we have been able to observe, the, the astronomers, uh, there are apparently these huge, giant uh, black holes that are devouring all the stars inside this, in the center of the, solar, of the uh, galaxies. That's true. That's right. And, you know, it's apparently it's going to be a few billion years before it works its way out to our sun. Uh, but I thought you might want to know in advance and start preparing. You know, I was going to tell you what I did. I'm building a small spaceship uh, in my garage. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, but propulsion is a problem. I'll figure that out later. But I was trying to think of what do I need to do to uh, – to put myself into hibernation. So I went down to Bad Boys uh, Used Appliances, and I bought four uh, large used freezers. And so I'm going to adapt those. And I'm, I've got some old uh, uh, Mustang bucket seats, too. And uh, so I'm starting to put it together, Ken. But I don't, I don't know if I'll be ready in time. Two billion years is a little, little short, but well, I'll try I, I think you got some time there, but that suspended animation thing is kind of tricky. I'd be careful with that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I know I can freeze myself, but now how do I defrost myself? That's the question. See, there's always problems, yeah. <laughs> so I, and, if we, I, and if we survive that, by the way, the Andromeda Galaxy and the Milky Way Galaxy are on a collision course, and there's no way anybody's going to stop it. They're going to collide. Oh, my God. And that's, it's, it's four billion years away, so don't get too excited. All right, so we're 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 we got time to prepare our our, our what intergalactic. I mean, you, you can't stay in the galaxy. You're going to have to go to another a whole another galaxy. So. Yeah, we're gonna, we're going to need warp drive five. You know. Yeah, we, we're going to need some real, real horsepower, baby. Speaking of which, I saw something that I thought was really interesting that uh, the scientists in Sweden have now developed a, uh, a lithium battery that is. Uh, married to uh, carbon fiber, and they're going to use it as parts for cars and airplanes and different things. And uh, the the idea is that a lot of the weight of an electric vehicle is, is are the batteries, right? Certainly, yes. Yeah. So if you can make the batteries become an integral part of the structure. Uh, then you have solved a big problem. You can cut down on the weight, and you can also increase your battery uh, area because you've got the whole body. I guess you could even do it with uh, with the frame as well. But th that's a pretty cool thing. So what they did is they took they took their lithium ion and they sandwiched it with uh, carbon fiber, 
and they've got a little piece of fiberglass, I guess, as a buffer in between them, because I would think that you have to somehow get the electrons flowing back and forth without uh, shorting it out. And I think that the carbon fiber might be acting as one of the electrodes in this uh, mechanism. So it's pretty cool looking and uh, it's a big deal. There's also batteries that are similar to this that are uh, being made with, with glass and uh, lithium ion batteries made with glass. And apparently they have a much longer lifespan and they're much more efficient. I don't know about all this, Ken. It's getting getting really futuristic and science science fiction coming real here, bud. Well, nobody can fix their cars anymore. That's 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 the problem I have. When I was in you know my teens, I could start a car with a screwdriver and an alternator. Just you know, on both terminals, and up it would go. Now, now you I can't touch a car because it's some there's so many computers in there. I just, that's what bothers me about modern cars. Yeah, you can't do much because you if you don't have a... Now, you can buy the little uh, <clears throat> interface, the little computer interface, and you can do your own diagnostics now. They're not too expensive. They're two, 300 bucks, and you can figure out what the problem is. And you'll know what it's going to cost you, but you still haven't fixed it. That's I, I miss the days when you can just sit down and work on a car once in a while. Yeah, those days are gone, I think friend. so. For the engines and other electronic um, items on the, on the vehicle, yeah. For me, it is anyway. So the the governor of Florida has been under assault by the left. Uh, apparently, they're saying that his numbers are actually our numbers. Florida's numbers for COVID are actually worse than California's. And so I tried to take a look at this. Uh, now, I didn't include New York because we we already know they lied. <laughs> so <laughs> we know those numbers don't mean anything. Uh, but I did look at Florida and California, Minnesota, New Jersey. And uh, so California at the peak was at 45,000 uh, new cases in in one week. And that stayed up pretty high. Now, we, I think, peaked at the highest in the same time at about uh, 18,000, 18 to 19,000, maybe even not even that, 17,000. So at the peak of the pandemic, it looks like California was really way ahead of us. Now, California is twice our size. And if you take 45,000 and compare it to, we'll just round it out to 15,000, obviously that's a third. So a little bit more than a third of uh, the, the California numbers we had. And, but the population is only twice of ours. They're 40 million or 21 million. 22 million nowadays so there's a little bit of uh inaccuracy there on the, on the part of the left-wing press no really okay. can you believe that I, they would i'm shocked like, doc i'm shocked. shocked it's just that there's gambling in this in this place <laughs> in this well. establishment that's right <laughs> so <laughs> so at any rate all deaths involving covid in florida for 2020 and 2021 totaled 30,636 and California, let me see what I got here for California. Their numbers are 59,626. So if you look at the population 
percentage of the population that California comprises of the United States and the percentage population that Florida comprises, they're about they're about uh, where they should be. They're you know we're about six percent of the population, and we had about six percent uh, death rate here, or six percent of the deaths in the country, and they had twelve, thirteen percent, and so on and so forth. But here's the thing that people don't look at: they don't look at the subset, the population subsets that uh, are so important when we're talking about a pandemic. Now we know this thing attacks men and women equally. We know that. We know it's it, it has no racial biases either. No, no ethnic biases. Everybody's susceptible, whether you're healthy or you think you're healthy or you're not, whether you're young or old. But the population that really, really, really got whacked is over 80. Mm. And guess who has the, the highest percentage of over 80-year-olds? Well, St. Petersburg. St. Florida. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is God's waiting room. So... Now your 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 parents retired to uh, the east coast of Florida, and their parents retired to St. Petersburg. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one of the oldest population. We have, I'm pretty sure that we have, as a state of the union, the oldest percentage of people over 65, and way way uh, higher percentage of people over 80. Percentage, not absolute numbers now, because you you can't. You can't compare 40 million to 20 million on absolute numbers. It won't. It's not fair to either side. So at any rate, we've got, uh, I think, a damn good batting average. And I know because I've been in nursing homes throughout this pandemic, and I've seen what it's done. And you know, at uh, Jack Miranda, which is now Balanced Healthcare, this is one of the most unique nursing homes in the country, and that they take uh, medical psychiatry and. Uh, uh, other uh, severely damaged brain injured people in. They take in demented ex-cons from the state system. Uh, so I've taken care of, of some of the rarest neurologic diseases, uh, Huntington's Korea. I think I had seen Huntington's Korea in a video clip when I was in medical school, but I'd never seen it before in practice. And I had about five patients there with Huntington's Korea, Lou Gehrig's disease, of course, there's a lot of head injuries, uh, alcoholic dementia, uh, end-stage schizophrenia, and so on and so forth. And uh, I've taken care of uh, murderers and child molesters who were too demented to be in the state uh, uh, the state prison system anymore. They couldn't take care of them, and they were no longer a threat. This is a locked facility, by the way. You can't get in and out without somebody buzzing you in and out. So... It's uh, it's a fascinating place, and they had a they had a fair share and fair number of COVID deaths because of the population and the inability to uh, keep people from wandering into each other's rooms and and uh, you know uh, yelling and screaming in the hallways and uh, you know defecation and all that. I mean, it's it's really kind of a throwback to another era. But it's a fascinating place to work if you like to see pathology. It is loaded. So I've had a few of my patients there die, and I don't know how many all in all have died. It was a 300-bed facility. Maybe 30 to 50 people died. So that's a big number, but you have to look at the population. You can't say that uh, Florida or this nursing home did something wrong because of the higher number and higher percentage of, of deaths from COVID, Ken. You can't do that. You have to look at the population. And when you go to California, you don't see 
uh, at least in most of California, you don't see what you see in St. Petersburg. You just don't see it. I mean, this is pretty unique. We have more nursing homes per capita, I'm sure, than anywhere in the world. Probably, so, yeah. yeah. It's and and you know you put people in a closed environment like that, and and especially if they're demented and they're they're chaotic and it's hard to control their behavior. Guess what? You got you got the the perfect mix. So I'm I'm not. I'm not saying that uh, we are faultless or that we did the best job on the planet in, in handling the, the COVID virus, the coronavirus, but I will say this, that I'm pretty proud of how well we did in, in our little neck of the woods here in St. Petersburg. And I think that uh, the governor has done a fine job of uh, shepherding us through this. Uh, there's some things that I would have changed, uh, but he didn't ask me. He should have. And I next pandemic, Dad. He'll ask you the next pandemic if, if I'm still alive. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, he he uh, he did the best. I thought he did a pretty good job. Kept yeah. kept this open as much as he could. And uh, you got to understand, though, he's also one of three front runners right now for the president of the United States in 2024. So he's going to be attacked for the next three years. Yeah, he's going to be under attack. And uh, since he's now the darling of the conservatives. Uh, they're going to go after him with uh, fist and foot, and uh, the hatred of of the left towards the right is is it's just it's it's hard for me to comprehend how people can function at such an emotionally primitive level and be college educated, uh, you know, big name people and in, in industries and but who knows who knows Ken you know the it, it politics makes for strange bedfellows now, doesn't it? It does, yes. Unfortunately, but it's the power. They all want the power. All want to hang on to the power. So, yes, they do. So the, as I was saying, now the the big age group here is over eighty. Oh my gosh, they really got whacked. Thank God I'm only seventy two. So I'm. You're just a I, you're spring chicken yet. I'm just a spring chicken. That's right. Uh, the, the thing about the vaccines now, Mike Gallagher asked me about this again. He said, which is the best vaccine? Ken, the vaccine you can get in your arm today, that's the best. And I have some people say, well, I feel guilty because I'm not over 50 or I don't have any serious medical problems. And there's vaccination sites that have opened up and there's vaccines sitting there and they're not being given out because people aren't showing up. You know what? If you really want to protect your fellow citizen and you want to do the right thing, go get the vaccine as soon as you can. Whether you're deserving of it today or in two weeks, it doesn't matter. Because when you get it, then you start being uh, a part of the herd buffer, the herd immunity, the block against uh, spreading this. Because you won't, you won't, even if you do have a mild case, you're not going to spread it. Uh, we know with the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine, we know that if you're in that 95% who are immune, guess what, Ken? You're not going to spread the virus. It, you can't give it to somebody else. Even if you had it before, you can't. And people say, well, what if I had it? and Should I still get a shot? Yeah, please, at least get one because it'll be like a booster. Yeah, you're paid and, for it already. You've paid your taxes. It's Pretty much all free, except for some yeah. administration things, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's free in the sense that sooner or later we're going to have to pay more taxes. Well, yeah. but, 
but survival's the first law. You yeah. know, if you don't get that one down, then the rest of the day is pretty well shot. You know, the, the shopping trip is over. So you got to survive. And I told you about my doctor friend, one of the radiologists, and he had gotten his shot, but he did not get his wife a shot. And she's got some chronic medical problems. I know the family. I know them. And uh, and so I was like, Lee, what are you doing? He said, well, we, we felt guilty about, you know, stepping in front of other frontline workers. And said, you want to raise those kids alone? She had a shot 20 minutes later, didn't she? <laughs> You know, and so I drug him, you know, I grabbed him by his ear and drug him over to the medical staff office. They didn't have any at our facility. So, but, uh, but he's on staff at all the HCA hospitals in the area. And there's what, 17 of them now or something like that. And so I made him call around and he found a place and, uh, you know, he took his wife and got her vaccinated. I mean, I was hot with him. I said, you're not thinking straight. You can be a good citizen and a good Samaritan if you want. But don't be a stupid one. And this is my message to people. It doesn't matter whether you're in in line now or in two weeks from now. If you can get the vaccine, go get it. It doesn't matter if it's the Johnson & Johnson or the Moderna or the uh, Pfizer. Just go get the vaccine, for God's sake. The Johnson & Johnson is showing to be about 75% effective in preventing people from catching it catching the virus and those other 25%, guess what? Even if they do catch it, it's just a mild case. Nobody's been hospitalized and nobody's died. Who's gotten the uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine, the live attenuated adenovirus. It's not the coronavirus. It's the adenovirus and it's just got genetic. It's been genetically manipulated. So it's got the, uh, the spike protein sticking off of the adenovirus, but the adenovirus is not infectious to humans. So it just flies. It floats around in your bloodstream, and it does the uh, it, it does a little hoochie coochie and gets all the T lymphocytes excited, and they start making antibodies. The Moderna and the Pfizer are the messenger RNA. You'll have to have a second shot to boost it, but even if you somehow miss that second shot, you'll have some immunity. And if you do come in contact with the virus, you'll probably mount a good response. Does the hoochie coochie is that a medical term? That's a medical term. <laughs> For what, for what the viruses and the messenger RNAs do inside of our body, they do the hoochie hoochie baby. So at any rate, so I mean, you know, and and Mike went and got his vaccine, and I know you got yours, and most of the people at the station now have been vaccinated. Pretty much, yeah. I guess everybody went over to the dog track once we found out about that. Once we found out nobody was there, yeah, we all ran. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's nobody at the dog track, and they've got thousands of doses. That's FEMA. They got what soldiers giving those oh, or yeah, what? Yeah, they, well, they had. I think it looked like nurses, but uh, you know, they had plenty of soldiers around there. That was for sure. But uh, it, it was empty. I'm not sure it still is. That word may have gotten out now. Yeah, it may have gotten out. And you know what? I was at Publix yesterday or the day before picking up something, and uh, there was a woman sitting at a table by the by the entrance exit door, and it said, "Sign up for your COVID vaccination here." And there wasn't one person signing up. It's out there. Go get it. It's not hard to find anymore. They're opening it up to 18 in a couple of weeks here, aren't they? Yeah. I thought 16. Is it 18? I whatever. 18, 16, whatever. Yeah. But. Whatever. Please forget about all the, all the guidelines from the CDC. Go get the vaccine. You'll do your neighbor more service and more favors by being immune and being a block against the virus coming into your neighborhood if you go get vaccinated right now. That's important. So, and don't be afraid of the vaccine. Ken's had it. I've had it. 
and there's nothing wrong with us, is there? Not a thing, buddy. Not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Don't scare anybody off. Hey, we're running out of time here, Doc. Less than a minute ago. Plug the uh, whatever. All right, Dr. Bill, Radio MD, 727-384-6411. We have telemedicine, 727-384-6411. And if you need a, one of those little slips that the governor sent out to, for me to sign so you can go get the vaccine, you can have a telemedicine visit, and we'll get that to you. We have the nail gel study going on, and you can join that. We need a few more people yet. Free nail gel for the rest of your life to kill the fungus on your toes, and you get mugs, and you get to talk with me and sit down and have fun i'm at 727-384-6411 we're also signing up new page americans and canadians i love you guys come on in i am dr bill your radio md 